In this episode, we're talking to Joey Persia about copywriting. Now, if you don't know what copywriting is, you're going to need to listen to this episode. If you do know what it is, but you know you could do it better, you should be listening to this episode. I spent well over a year just studying copywriting because it was fundamental. I knew it was fundamental to my success online. And if you're doing anything online from social media to ads to landing pages and sales pages and email funnels and emails and whatever you're crafting with words, you need to master the art of copywriting. Joey is a wizard. He wrote the book, Why Do You Hate Money? A fitness marketing guide to create content that kills, craft copy that converts and master the science of selling without selling out. You don't need to be a fitness coach to listen to this episode. We've had many life coaches and success coaches and productivity coaches come through our courses and get amazing value from it. So make sure you tune in. This is going to be highly valuable. Do not skip this episode. Before you start, hit pause and make sure you grab the Six Figure Coach Academy. I'm giving away for free right now. It's a $597 course. And if you really want to take your business to the next level, if you want to learn all about funnels and membership sites and how to create all the back end and email marketing and all that fun stuff, then I really, really highly suggest that you grab it. It is free for a limited time. It's regular $597. And it is the Six Figure Coach Academy. I want to take your business, your online business to six figures and beyond. That course is going to help you get there. So make sure you grab it. Once you do so, hit play, and we're going to get into the podcast here and talk about copywriting. I love this. I love the topic of copywriting, so I really had fun shooting this episode. That's it. I will see you inside. What is going on? Welcome to the Coach's Corner, a podcast dedicated to helping coaches get more clients, make more money, and book themselves solid. I'm your host, Lucas Rubik's The Coach's Coach, and I am 100% committed to helping you build the coaching business of your dreams. Welcome to The Coach's Corner. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast here dedicated to your coaches to help you grow your coaching business. And I got a really special guest on because what I've been getting a lot of lately is complaints or complaining, and you know how much I hate complaining, but about copy and my copy sucks, or can you look at my copy, or is my copy good enough? And I'm just like... I got to get an expert on here to talk about copy. So I got Josie Persia, correct? Yeah. Josie Persia. Um, and he's a copywriting <laughs> ninja. Joey, welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you bet. He's the author of, uh, you just authored this book. You said December on your birthday. Why do you hate money? And I remember being thrown off on the title, which is probably your <laughs> intent being a copywriter. Why do you hate money? A fitness marketing guide to create content that kills craft copy that converts and master the science of selling out without or selling without selling out. And if you're not a fitness coach or if you're not in the health and fitness space right now, because there's a lot of you that aren't, I wouldn't worry because he's had rockstar clients in different industries, including dating, pharmacy, cannabis, habit building, uh, digital marketing, online business development. I keep, keep going, real estate, chiropractic, you name it. You probably have done it or have worked with someone in that space. So if you're not a health and fitness uh, coach listening to this right now, I guarantee that you're going to immensely um, get some value out of this episode with Joey here. Joey, how you doing? I'm great. I'll stop talking. I'll let you kind of introduce yourself and like, how did you get into this copywriting space? Your background is health and fitness. And then you kind of, I was watching on your website, which must've been exciting. Now you work with a lot of the same people that you used to look up to yeah, writing their copy and working on copy and persuading. I, I see on your website somewhere, um, basically selling with words or you had a really cool thing. And then I was looking for it to find it and I couldn't find it, but you had a, you had a cool tagline of like, you know, I sell by using words or something really cool like that. Yeah, we sell stuff with words. You sell we stuff with words. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the internet. Like, that's probably the bulk of what the internet is made up of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a little bit about uh, my background. I, I was in the health and fitness industry for, um, well, coached in it for 
it was close to 10 years. Um, that's what I went to school for. Got my master's degree in exercise science. Was very heavy on the research side of things. I thought that's what I wanted to do. It was great. It was awesome. I traveled the country. I worked with some of the best coaches. And then I realized like that's not what I liked doing at the time. Um, I was still training. Or I was training in person. I worked... Uh, you know, I, I worked with athletes, then I did the one-on-one boutique studio thing, so it was um, high, you know, high-priced one-on-one stuff. And during that time, I was just building my online business, and that's how I found copywriting. Uh, one of my friends and, and mentors, um, John Romanello, Romanello, introduced me to copy, and he was like, hey, right. uh, I, it's like, you know what it is. So for anyone who doesn't know, copy is just like, it's just words. It's like, it, it's a message. Um, so when we talk copy today it'll be just like a message that you're communicating to someone whether it's to buy something whether it's to to follow you to like like something you're doing to come into your gym to uh enroll in your program whatever it is so um i was writing copy but i just didn't know this what it was and and there's this whole world um of copy marketing that you can get better at so john introduced me um i i just dove head first and I took a course. It was awesome. I loved it. And then I just kept going more and more into it. So, Did you um, consider yourself a writer? Because that's what I hear the most. It's like, I suck no. at writing. Yeah. Obviously, it's something you develop just like speaking. And I've, I've said it before. I'm like, oh, I hate – I suck at writing. And then I catch myself and I'm like, wait, I'm going to get better at writing. Um, yeah. But were you a writer before that even for fun or were you just like, shit, this is something i got to learn? And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, not at all. I never wrote for fun. Cool. Um, that wasn't something I did when I was a kid. I – I stopped reading for a really long time, which, I mean, it'll probably come up like that's something that uh, it helps with creativity totally. a ton and writing it a ton. I just stopped that for a really long time. I stopped writing. When I was, the only thing I was reading in school was, I was in grad school and all that stuff. It was like research papers and that type of thing or like fitness articles. Right. Uh, and, and any of the writing that I did, it was like very scientific, fact heavy and, and, and boring. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's what I did for a while. And actually... I, I hated it. So I was, I worked with, uh, like pretty, pretty fresh out of grad. Yeah. Pretty fresh out of grad school. Um, I sold, I got a job. I sold all of my things, packed two bags, moved in with a person I've never met before to work with Breck and Okay. Uh, so during that time we originally, he hired us to come out and like help with the research he was doing. And the equipment was like, they were in beta testing and there was like a bunch of stuff was screwed up. Right. So every time we were like, go to test the subject, things would get screwed up. So we just end up doing something else. And <laughs> right. during that time, we helped create this product. And then also we were just writing a ton. And I, at that time, I hated writing. Right, right. Like now, years later, that's what I do for a living. <laughs> and I see, I see, because I think we must be friends on Facebook or something, but I see uh, you seem to always be, I think that's your intent, as much as you love it. I think you're always working on your craft at the same time, even on personal Facebook. Yeah. I'm always just like, that was really good. As in like, I don't even really necessarily know you or sometimes care about what you're talking about, but I read the whole thing and I'm like, yeah, he's really good at copy because he made me like, he just kind of worked me through. I'm just like, well, you know, I just like, I read it and I'm just like, why did I even, I'm hugely <laughs> for social media, but I don't spend much personal time on social media. Uh-huh. But every once in a while, it's come across a post that I just read and I'm like, I just wasted 30 seconds of my life, but I read the whole thing. Why? And you yeah. have a really good way of doing that. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's something um, that I, like I, I do on purpose to practice totally. and, and also see what you see what's working, see what's uh, like just testing things and seeing um, and like you said, just practicing my craft. So totally. like I, like you'll follow knowing anyone knows like following social media stuff. You know, like 
typically long form stuff on Facebook should not work. I write long form stuff on Facebook pretty much every day because so, I'm trying to get people to read it and like, and, and the, that, that's part of like what I'm doing as well. But uh, yeah, that's my intent. Like you sit down and you're scrolling on your phone to go to the bathroom and like totally. 10 minutes later you, you finish your shit, but 10 minutes later you're still there scrolling. Totally. And you're like, what the hell am I doing here? And when you keep someone's attention, which is so hard to get for 30 seconds on your post, you've already built such an emotional connection with them, probably more so than everyone else they're following. Um, so I'm a huge advocate of long form stuff as well. Um, cool. So getting into, okay, so now you're, you're, now you do copywriting. How, what was the transition? Because you had a business, you started focusing on it and you started seeing results. So you just got better and better at it until that became your passion. Yeah. So I had yeah. to learn, um, basically that's what it is like just learning this because I needed my online business to grow. And right. I was uh, like coaching, uh, online at the time fitness. Right. And, um, yeah, I was just like, this is, I need to, to learn this. And I just, I dove like headfirst and started enjoying it more and more. And then I was, I started doing it at the side, like pretty early on within a couple of months, like I had, uh, some of my friends in the industry, um, were like, Hey, can you write my stuff? Can you cool. help me with this? Cool. Can you do that? Um, so I was doing that type of stuff on the side. I just got to a point where it was either, um, it, it was pick one and, and totally. do that, uh, instead of like fragmenting my attention because it's, it's hard to switch gears from like writing, you know, writing one thing to writing another. And then, um, if I was taking on like side projects as well, it was totally. that. And then it was a lot of switching my mindset and, and that like, it, it's, it's hard. And like, <laughs> that's annoying. I, I can relate to that many times taking too many things at once. I just finished reading the one thing which just yeah. restated the, 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 just the importance of like, yo, like quit. Just what's your one thing? Just focus on the most important thing. Um, okay. So you started doing that. Um, this is going to be a biased question because you're in this space, but how important is copywriting to building your online business? Yeah. Um, it, it's important, but it's not the only thing. So, um, it, it really depends where you're at in your business. I have very friends, like I'm, I'm close with people who don't know anything about copywriting. They, they, they still write persuasively, they, but they just don't know they're doing it. It's not their intent. Right, that's right. Um, they're just, they haven't studied copy. They just like, they're able to, to put their message out, whether it's video, audio, written, yeah. um, in a way that, that connects with people right. and they've built awesome brands. There's totally. other people who just like, don't even put out good, like a lot of content or, or didn't put out a lot of content. They just built their company by, or their brand by, um, just like doing an amazing job with clients totally. and doing such a great job that their clients told everyone and did all their marketing for totally. them that they didn't have to do it. Totally. Um, I see it as any tool you can use in your arsenal, like anything to help yeah. you, um, use it and learn it because it is part of your business. Um, right. So yeah, so I'm going to go at it. We kind of talked before this of like, I drill my clients with client avatar stuff. Every time I talk to them, I'm just like, yo, what's your biggest, even if I've been working with them for a year, I'm like, what are these, what's, what's your biggest struggles with a client? Avatar? always trying to keep it fresh on their minds, always revisiting it. So I want to kind of go at this from like the approach that hopefully whoever's listening knows their client avatar. Well, I'm guessing that's a really, really important component of even writing the first word on your copy, even the first headline. I'm guessing you got to really know your client. Yeah, it's, um, for the most part, it's super important. I think, uh, think a lot of people make with their client avatar is getting into just the demographics too much of like, yeah, this is this person's name and their age and where they live and all that stuff. Whereas, uh, the big benefit of knowing that stuff is, understanding the emotions that this person feels like what they're actually struggling with, how they talk, where they hang out, who they hang out with, who they look up to, like all of that stuff. Totally. Um, and if you know that, then, then 
that's what you need to, to write great copy as opposed to just like all the other totally. basic stuff. That, you know, what, what, I think it goes over a lot of people's head. They just because they, they hear this is what you have to know. So right. Like, OK. Filling out all this stuff. But it doesn't it doesn't connect the dots where it's like if you just understand how these people like talk and, and, and what they really want, um, right. then like that's it. That, that's the name of the game. What helped me really well is I would always have it in front of me before I would write copy. Like I'm talking email. I'm not talking sales page copy that maybe takes a little longer. But before I blast an email or anything, I would revisit that. Just get in their heads a little bit. And I remember doing that really early on. I think I do it instinctively now. Like I don't yeah. think about it too often. So let's just pretend or say that you know, if they've done their client avatar work. If you haven't, Google client avatar or jump on my website or probably even your website. I got a big blog post about it. Um, download you for a work, workbook and just like do the client avatar work. Do that first. Let's say you know them and you know their pain points, what they're struggling with. What would you say would be the first rule of sitting down and writing copy? Would it be like just pound out a draft? Would it be – what would be like what's, – what's a good thing to keep in mind to do? Uh, a couple things. One would be um, what is the result that you want to get? Okay. Like what, what's the, the, the main idea of the piece? Is it to get someone to buy something? Is it get them just get them to follow you? Is it opt into to whatever? Right. Come to your gym? Uh, any of that stuff. That's, that's number one is find out what you want that person to do. Okay. Um, and, and then from there, it's, yeah, like I am just like you just vomit stuff onto a page and right. then you go from there. So um, someone, honestly, I don't remember who it was. They have a famous quote of saying there's a lot of stuff, but it's, it basically, um, copy isn't, isn't written or great copy isn't written. It's constructed. So okay. it's, like we talked about from the avatar is taking all of these pieces together and, and just putting stuff like putting them together in, in something that flows and a persuasive argument of some sort. Totally. Um, so like you said, just kind of helping someone go down the path, um, of, you know, of, of getting, closer to, to where they want to be in the future. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of you have to know what the goal is and then just like have an idea of what you want to write and, and pound it down. The hardest thing to do for most people is to sit down and actually write, actually do it. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's like staring at a blank page is, you know, it's intimidating for a lot of people and there's different things that, um, I do. We can talk about that just like get you past that. But the heart, the, that's the hardest part. Just do it. Like, yeah, it was just like writer's block, and, and even that, even just do it, it's hard because they're like, well, totally. I don't know what to write. Of course, of course, sure. <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, I don't know what to do. Do you have like some kind of framework, and I guess this is a bit of an abstract concept too, we could probably talk about 30 hours straight about copy, and you'd probably still have more stuff in that big freaking beautiful head, but let's say, you know, there's sales pages, landing pages, and like, you know, there's a sales page, you probably have a sort of a blueprint that you give people of like, kind of follow this formula lay, I'm guessing. Um, so let's approach it from what would you say is the hardest piece of copyright? Would it be a sales page or would it be getting someone to actually take an action? That's some commitment or some form of commitment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, the more skin in the game that they have to put, like that's what's going to be the harder sale. So like a landing page or an opt-in isn't, isn't so hard cause it's, it's a small commitment for them. It's, right. you know, it's, it's a, it's a handshake. It's a high five as opposed to like, a sales page and them actually committing, pulling out their credit card, buying something, um, is a lot more like right. that's, you know, the home run. That's, you know, totally. that, 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 that's the big thing. So that, that's why sales pages are longer. Right. Um, you need more things in there to, to get your point across, to, to make them feel emotions that they need to, to, to feel, to, you know, take the next step, um, to, you know, tell a story, to paint the picture of like what their life 
could be if they do go through with this or if they don't go through this to, to show proof from other people that this works, to show proof from other people that you're legit and, and you're not lying. Right. Um, just all of that stuff. So, yeah, it's it's like that's, you know, that that's going to be the hardest. Right. So if someone can put on like just to, to make it actual. So someone let's say this coach has a bit of a website that's obviously not like very well for it's not a lot of coaches have a website that looks good, but it's not really optimized for conversions at all. Mm-hmm. It's more yeah. about them than the actual feelings and evoked. I was just looking at some websites yesterday that were good examples. Like you go on it and you feel the emotion right away. You want to be part of it and you want to take some action versus look at me. Um, let's say they have kind of a website. Maybe they built a bit of an email responder. They're sending out a few emails and they're crafting. They have a landing page and maybe they're just building a sales page for the course as they've been building an audience on Instagram. What would be a good audit or what would you say knowing the result you want is a good one. So you want a website, maybe you want a conversion into a landing page or some kind of email. But if they could put on Joey Persia goggles and just like, you're, if, you, if you had five minutes to scan their stuff, what would be the biggest problem or the biggest thing you see after knowing what result you want? Like what tangible things that they can start fixing, maybe two or three things, if it's that simple, to start fixing copy that hasn't been constructed as copy is just, hey, I wrote this because it looked cool or sounded yeah. good. Yeah. So, um, one would be congruency. So the, the message that you have across your brand and even across different pages. So say they're going through a funnel, like you want the messages to to be similar, to be congruent, the look, the feel, everything, the emotion. So if someone, if you have, um, like a, a a post or an ad on Instagram or Facebook, and then it it says one thing, like the headlines, one thing, and then they go to the landing pages, something completely different right like if you're talking about them burning fat and like doing all this stuff and they get you know they come over to the page and it's it, it's something about like like just like being a strong man type of dude and right. they're like well what is this this is like it just doesn't make sense so making sure the messages are congruent across um and kind of like lead into each other sure um that's that's something like as a whole most people can can really like you know help just their funnels in general another one is what you mentioned is um, I copy, so it's just right. I, 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 and I did this, and or we do this, at, you know, at joeypercy.com, we do right. this. Um, whereas what you want, what you want is, is whoever's reading it to, to feel like you're talking directly to them and, um, you know, that, that you help them, like right. they're, they're the star, they're the person like that the page is written for. There's a lot totally. of people make this mistake on their about pages. It's like, I did this and I went to school here and I did this and blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, whereas reality, it's like how you can help this person who's reading the page. Like that's everyone who reads something is they're thinking what's in it for me. Totally. Like as, as much as you want to help other people and all that stuff, it's like, that's what people are thinking. It gets it's, it's core human emotion. It's like, okay, how's this going to help me in my life in some sort of way? A big so, shift that happened in my business was when I realized, I, I don't know what happened, but I had this shift where I was like, I'm going to serve people. Like I'm actually going to just stop focusing on my income and how broke I am and just mm-hmm. actually serve people and every piece of content when it comes from my, like actually I'm just like, how can I help this person? So I think if we approach any part of your business from that angle, yeah. um, you know, the returns are always tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, I would say probably the other one is, is positioning and it's just taking a stand of some sort and having like your own voice. Okay. Um, so that's what, I mean, with the way marketing is now and and the way the internet is more and more, like you don't need much to get a brand up and get a company up and be like, I do this. Mm -hmm. Anyone can, can do that, but you need your, you need something that's going to position yourself uniquely uh, and differently as opposed to like, 
when, when compared to everyone else. So I'm sure like people listening have heard that most people buy because they know, like, and trust someone. If you can create that and speed up that process and, and be the person that, um, you know, that your clients trust or your potential clients trust, uh, you're going to win as opposed to someone down the street. Totally. Totally. So why do you hate money? A fitness marketing guide to create content that kills craft cup that converts and master the science of selling without selling out. Um, why do you hate my, I remember seeing that and it just caught my attention right away. Was that sort of the intent? Uh, obviously. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's, it's funny. I get like love and hate for it. I get a lot of people are like, that makes no sense. That's stupid. And then the other people are like, I love your title. So right. well, I mean, really where it came from is, um, from the, the side of the fitness stuff I was on before and like just not knowing enough or not, uh, putting it enough sales marketing into what I was doing. Mm. And like, you can want to help people all you want, but like, if you don't actually ask for the sale or know how to turn, you know, turn like potential clients into actual clients and ask for totally. money, like you're, you're not going to build a successful business. And you're not going to help anyone at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, you, you have, and it's like, if you can really, it's, because I know a lot of people in, in that in the industry, they don't they think selling is sleazy. Um, that's why the, without selling out of them, they're selling is sleazy. Sure. And they don't want to do that. They don't they don't want to be a sellout. They don't want to be that person. Um, but the reality is, there's people who don't offer good services and products. Um, and if if they're better at selling, they're going to win. And the people that you can be helping are going to go to that person just because they're able to make connection. They're able to write better copy, speak. And they're able to connect. And that person's going to go to them, get screwed over again, totally. and then they're going to come back to you, and you're not—you're still not going to be able to help them. Totally, you can't sell. <laughs> totally. And I guess you mentioned one thing that's probably really important in copy is the call to action. You yeah. talked about asking, asking for the sale, or asking for the action, asking for the download, asking for the follow. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah, that's a really key is. component in your copy. Yeah. Always yeah. ask. Always ask. That. And it's just like, what's the next step? Yeah. You know, it's it's what's the next step for them? Sometimes it is. It's you know it's a piece of sales copy and the next step is to buy. Right. Um, other times it's not and it's just like just to engage with you totally. or to a, you know answer a question. But you but uh, if you don't actually ask for what's next or tell people hey here's what's the new next or like you know totally. click here to download this or a- any of that stuff, um, people just aren't going to take action. There's just like there's so much stuff going on. There's so much noise. There's all that stuff and they're just going to go. Totally. It's going to look away. It's totally. you know it, it's not going to it's not not going to connect. Totally. So your title, so your title, you're doing the, you know, the formula. You grab attention with the why do you hate money. You kind of state the problem that you're solving. A fitness marketing guide to create content that kills, craft copy that converts, and mastering the science of science. So you're hitting all the kind of probably the top frustrations that a lot of fitness and probably most coaches have. What do we find inside this book? Is it like structured as sort of your course is structured? Is it just like this is everything? Yeah. 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 So it's um, basically everything that I think you need to build a successful brand and, and market it. Um, there's a lot of, there's even stuff at the beginning about mindset, about like what we just talked about, about like, you know, why you need to, to learn how to market and write copy and like grow your business that way. Totally. Um, there's like a lot of mental blocks that, that people have with marketing themselves and, and how to break through that. And then we get into everything. It's like, I mean, if you basically follow the, the stuff in the guide, it's everything from the market research to like, you know, right. like mind reading. We do all of that stuff. Headlines, bullets, stories. Um, like I, I tell a lot of like personal stories from from my life and uh, my life and things that I learned and like the lessons that you can learn from my mistakes. Um, we talk about email marketing, 
even even some funnel stuff too. So yeah, it's it's basically um, your life's work. Market. Yeah, yeah, well, for the basketball. Oh, nice little book. Yeah. I love Tony Robbins' quote of, and I run into this a lot, where people have read every marketing book, like coaches. They've watched every webinar from every, they've bought Amy Porterfield's courses and maybe your courses and my courses, and they've been to every FBS. They, they know, but there's this key element that's missing. And Tony Robbins has this awesome quote. I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but something along the lines of, you know, it's, it's, it's um, 20% knowledge or the tools or like the actual how to an 80% mindset basically. And so many people are just sabotaging themselves over and over with that. So that's a big key component of the book. I'm guessing that's probably a key component of a lot of the coaching clients that you run with. Like I think we intuitively sort of kind of know, but just like you said, sitting down, you can know all the copywriting tricks, but if you don't sit down and actually like apply it, do it, get over that mental block of just starting and writing it, um, you're going to be, you know, you're going to struggle. Yeah, and part of it too is like you can hear the same thing a million times, but just one time a light bulb goes off because someone said it in a certain way. Right. So like that, that's like using the stories that I use to make points and connections that I make just from, from my time in the industry and like that I was at the position that a lot of these people are at. They're like, holy shit, I read like you said, I've read every copy of marketing book before, but like this actually made, made right. finally made sense, and now I like now I can actually do this. I'm like yeah, it's just like said in a different way, and that's. That's it. Totally. It's kind of like knowing who I'm talking to and uh, because I was that person. Totally. I think that's why I think another thing that people hear too is or that you probably hear as well is like, well, the space is so crowded and I get that. Everything that's been done, you can, th- you can read Think and Grow Rich and probably get every thought or idea of a personal development. But because maybe someone else positions it differently and can speak to you directly in that way, the message actually comes across. So I think there's a place, even if the market is saturated – that you can stand out by kind of applying your own angle and your own message and your own, yeah. Yeah, which is, uh, that's why it's more important now than ever. It's because like, you have to have something unique to like your personality, make a brand around it, and, and like that's how you grow as opposed to, yeah, you can't like, can't just throw like an info product up anymore like people did <laughs> totally. do and did like multiple yeah, six-figure launches just from having like a, you know, the a, good a old days. Of yeah, it, it's, it's not the way things work anymore. Um, totally. Which is, it's, it's good and bad. <laughs> like there's more opportunity, but... And it's good that the the industry is saturated because you know it's a validated market. You know um, it's not going away. Like you know that totally. it's not. You're just taking a shot at something which might not work. Totally. I ask everyone these two questions. I, we have probably covered it. The second question is a really hard question, and we haven't talked about it. But I'm going to ask you because <laughs> I want to get to know you a little bit more, just like who you are. But the first question is. A simple one, sort of. But what's this the number one tip? Like, what's the one biggest piece of advice if you were addressing a room of a thousand coaches from all different areas and all different? Some are just starting, some are successful, and the interviewer asked you, and they're all sitting in front of you. You know, what's the biggest thing? Like, if you could just, if you wish that you knew right off the bat about copywriting, what would that be? Oh, that's a that's a good one about copy. Um, so I. I think just the the biggest and most helpful thing that I've learned recently, when probably within the past couple of months, is just looking at things differently as um, one client at a time. So it's just like you just like focus one because I did the same thing with my fitness. It was always like one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. But just not looking at like from a client perspective of just like just one client. Okay. Like that, that's the next thing. And you, you might want a hundred clients or, uh, you know, sell 500, um, eBooks a, a month or whatever. But, um, if you just get that focus on that one person and make that one sale or just, just help that one person and, and move that closer to a conversion, 
um, one client at a time. It's like it's. I like that. I like yeah. that. I'm guessing just one idea is coming to my mind is when you're writing an email. Let's say someone is interested in working with you, and they're just like, "Let me know." When you're drafting that email in your Gmail, it's a more personal email. You probably have your copywriting wheels turning on as well. Hey, even a personal email to like maybe move yeah. a sale forward. Oh, it's 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 all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's it's it is, and it's not just in writing. It's in normal sure. interactions with people. I mean, I think. So probably to answer your question better is um, the, the number one tip would be to be curious. So okay. to ask people questions that like why they mm. did things. Um, some, someone says something, don't just take it like because they said something. Ask why. Ask what's going on. Like try to figure out what's totally. going on. And the more you can do that, the more you start figuring out how people work. And someone might say something, but they might, they might not really mean what they're saying. And it happens right. a lot. Totally. Especially people selling fitness stuff. They'll talk to someone to say, like, oh, I want this result. When, when in reality, that's not what they want. They just think that's what you want to hear. Totally. And, think, and it's, like, something completely different. But I think just, just being curious about what's going on and, like, trying different things and seeing what's working, um, I would say that is, that, that's probably it. I love that. And especially, maybe I could add something to that, of, like, when people say no. I love it. I, I have probably developed my sales i don't see it as sales maybe that's something but like my way of persuading people into coaching or in a conversation of when people had an objection or said no even if i'm not pushing but i'm just like why and a lot of my copy a lot of my stuff that i would develop came from oh well obviously you don't like that or that doesn't resonate with you why not and changing that so i was asking yeah just like grant like grant grant says it a lot like not uh it's objections aren't necessarily objections right. for people it's right. just totally. like either complaints or just like it's a they, a question they don't want to answer totally. <laughs> and then you ask and you like oh well here like here's that you can actually explain it they're like oh well that makes sense totally <laughs> they're like oh no like i've i'm just not interested it's not that like I, i'm not sure now i just totally. like it's, i don't think it's a good fit You're like oh awesome now i know that totally yeah. And one more question, uh, because most of the people on this are some form of an entrepreneur, or I think we all are in some way. But anyways, um, what was like your one of the biggest things you learned? It usually comes from a failure. So I guess if I can ask bluntly, what was one of your biggest failures or the biggest lessons you learned from one of your biggest failures in your businesses, one of the biggest mistakes that you wish you would have known about, although you've probably learned from it. So where you are right now is because of it. But if if maybe someone listening is going through this, um, or is coming up on it that you could maybe help them avoid or just navigate to avoid maybe some of the pain. I don't know you that well. I don't know how much pain you've gone through. Most of us have gone through <laughs> a lot to get yeah. to where we are. Uh, but yeah. one of the biggest, bluntly asked failures, but one of the biggest lessons, I guess, is a way of hiding the failure part. I, I mean, I would probably just say being aware of this stuff in general um, earlier on in my life. So like I said, I didn't do it for so long cause I thought it was selling LA. I just looked at it differently. And because of that, uh, like I was broke for a while and like I, on, on my sales page for my course, um, the, the current one now is like, I, I was, <laughs> when I was working in the city a couple years ago, I was, um, there's a point where I was like in between apartments Cause like, it's just like, Oh, you have to be out. And I'm like, right. Oh shit. Like, I don't have a place to live. I was fucking sleeping at the gym three nights right. a week in like storage closet on a massage table. Like, right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, if I, I just didn't know how to, I didn't know how to ask. I didn't know how to persuade. I didn't know how to influence. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. Right. Cause I thought it was wrong. And because of that, I like my life suffered. Um, my right. personal relationship suffered. My, like my, my business, my friend, like finances, all that stuff. So just to learn that, uh, being aware of like, being curious and, and knowing that this is something that I can help people with and, and grow businesses with. Um, 
grow my business with, it would have saved a lot of struggle and, and problems. Totally. Yeah. So I, I would say that that's the biggest. Learn to persuade or be okay with selling, I guess, is a really blunt way of putting it, asking yeah, just, what you want. Yeah. Learn how to – and it comes down to learning how to communicate with people. Right. It's like that's what it is. Learn cool. how to communicate. Cool. Because that's what copy is. <laughs> I love that. Joey, if people want to find a little bit more about you or learn a little bit more about copy, obviously you have your book, Why Do You Hate Money? A Fitness Marketing Guy. I just love the title, so I keep saying it. <laughs> um, that – you got your website, uh, joeypersia.com, I believe. Yes. I'll put your yep. links below here. If you're listening on iTunes, the links will be in there. Um, and if it's on SoundCloud, the links will be around there somewhere. Um, and Instagram, are you, so, you social? Yeah, mostly Facebook, but I'm doing a lot. I'm doing more on Instagram. I'm actually doing a cool thing now. I started doing, uh, today I started, I'm doing word, like a word of the day. Mm. So I'm putting the word of the day out in the story, then having people um, like practice using that word just to oh, expand people's vocabulary and get them practicing writing. And it's, it's fun because people can goof around with it but it's something that i like i do daily um, so i'm like oh let me let me have people do this so uh i just started earlier and it's it's like i'm getting fun responses so I like i'm like i'm gonna follow so that far. um it's joey persia at, at joey persia oh yeah it's yeah. just my name yeah, yeah. cool everything's pretty much just my name <laughs> i'll put the links under there i'll send you a little follow-up email to get any kind of links from you i'll put them all below so if people want to kind of learn some kick-ass copywriting and maybe get your book i'm guessing that's amazon and just yeah. pick your brain instagram and facebook's a pretty good place you do a lot of stuff on your personal facebook as well i'm guessing that's pretty much where that's pretty I, much I, I don't do anything on the yeah. business page facebook pushes it really page. yeah yeah it just adds and stuff cool joey thanks so much dude yeah, Thank you so much. We'll talk again soon. What is going on? Welcome to the Coach's Corner, a podcast dedicated to helping coaches get more clients, make more money, and book themselves solid. I'm your host, Lucas Rubix, the Coach's Coach, and I am 100% committed to helping you build the coaching business of your dreams. Welcome to the Coach's Corner.